JT and the Don with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JT and the Don at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Shot to do what? Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Don presented by Give Us a Shot Network. I am the Don Donato Bucci, and remember to subscribe to us on. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you find all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember to leave us a five-star review. Thank you to Nicole Thompson for the wonderful introduction and to our guy Mike Regina with the JT and Don, JT and the Don intro music. NFL is back, week one in the books. But first, let me welcome in everyone's favorite, JT, Jimmy Thompson. How you feeling? I'm tired, man. Too much, too much traveling this week, man. I'm, I'm just well, trying to relax, and then it. I gotta First come back and do problems. a show with you immediately. Yeah, I didn't sign up for this. This is not First, on my contract. First world problems, man. No one feels bad for you. Trust me. Wow. So it says, says the guy that went to you went. To, where'd you go? You went to like the presidential 50th like hip hop private party or something like that. It was not. I, a I private, thought. I, I thought I saw you guys on not, social media. It Was not private. Was not presidential. It was simply, you know. Uh, Robert Glasper's 50th hip hop celebration. I mean, I, I thought I saw, what the I saw, I saw a video with you in the background. Like Jay Z was in some like roped off no, section. Like, it's it's not. okay, man. This guy's humble. Like, Jay Z was not there. He wasn't there. No. Okay. Oh, I forgot no. NDA confidentiality agreements. That's how it works, right? No. Nah, you rolling with celebrities. Listen, listen, if I was rolling with celebrities. Of all the people, do you think I would keep that a secret? Come on, you know me well enough. Oh yeah, you have to because you know you know I'm going to. You're never going to hear the end of it. After all the mess that you nah, talk, I, I would I would let you know. I would brag about it. You know that. You know that. <laughs> but yeah, man, let's jump right into it. We got a lot to talk about, but can't have a show without talking about the devastating news. Clearly, the biggest story of Week One: Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles just on the fourth offensive play of his Jets career. So, of course, Zach Wilson came in to help the Jets get the win in a crazy overtime finish against the Bills. So, first immediate question is. Without Aaron Rodgers, is the Jets season over? I mean, how is it not? I mean, you know, they have a great defense, but to me, they're the same team as last year that couldn't make the playoffs. Um, so when you're saying season is over, I mean, yeah, Super Bowl out the window, deep run in the playoffs out the window. I think playoffs out the window. Now, Nathaniel Hackett is back on offense without his guy Aaron Rodgers. And we saw, we saw how that went in Denver. And to be honest, he couldn't win with the better of the Wilson quarterbacks and Russell Wilson. How do you expect him to win with Zach Wilson? I, I mean, listen, I, I just, it, it's over. Uh, and I'm not even sorry to say that to the Jets fans because all, this is, this is karma, JT. All the stuff, especially you as a Dolphins fan, all the stuff you had to hear from Jets fans, all the analysts that are on, you know, national media that are New York Jets fans, how much they talked about him every day. We got so sick of it. I mean, but 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 let's be honest though. If Aaron Rodgers went to any team that was built like the Jets, like they would have gotten the same hype. It, I, I really can't blame the I don't Jets agree. per se. It's I don't Aaron Rodgers. I don't agree yeah. because no, let's say so if, so so if Aaron Rodgers would have gone to the Steelers, you don't think people would have been talking Super Bowl? But it's different because it's Pittsburgh. If oh, because the Steelers fans no, no, no. are just they're, listen, they're listen just the best me. fans. They would listen, never do that. No, listen to me. If it's Pittsburgh, if it's Dallas, if it's the Giants, I, I'm, I'm with you. But if this was Atlanta, bro, it wouldn't be like it every day. But because it's the New York media, and because there's a lot of New York media personality fans on the big network that doesn't hire us that doesn't I, hire us i think you're i think you're mad at the wrong people man i think it's just it's aaron Rodgers. everywhere he goes is a circus and expectations That's follow but i do agree with you but there, not the way not the way they were talking about every day it's because it was a new york team let's face yeah. it 
I agree to disagree. I agree with you, though. I do think the season is over just based on the expectations that were placed on this team. Like they were on hard knocks. We saw it up close and personal. Everyone was picking them to win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, without Aaron Rodgers, that's not happening. So it's over because they're not going to win a Super Bowl. They might not even make the playoffs. And we know what this team is with Zach Wilson. So, yeah, it's over and I feel bad for them. But the other question, no, you of don't. course, You're a dolphin, I do, man. I do. No, you I told, no, I told you, you this. I, I know you don't believe me. Him. I feel bad I for them because, I don't believe you. I don't because believe I, he got hurt four plays in. Like I couldn't even sit down in my seat and watch it live. Like it happened so fast. But real question is, is Aaron Rodgers going to retire? Is this his last time playing an NFL game? You know, and when I say it's karma, I mean more to the Jets fans. We we never want to see players get get injured, yeah, especially yeah. like especially. I was about to ask, like, I didn't know you disliked Aaron Rodgers this much. I know we're not a fan of some of the stuff he does, but right, you make right. it seem like, oh, this no. is hard for him. No, 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 no. Is it's he more... retiring? Is he done? Or is he coming back? No, he he has he has too much of an ego to go out like that on the ground, barely can walk off, gets carted off, national TV, plays four snaps. Like, he doesn't want everyone to remember him like that he looked helpless right plus to me he's a little too vindictive against the Packers to not play anywhere else and try to prove them wrong so he'll he'll be back yeah I agree with you it's just too embarrassing man like just think about all the all everything that happened in that game like he comes out Monday night football opener with the American flag on 9-11 everyone's like oh tweeting the Jets are gonna win the Super Bowl it's just the hype is out of control only for him to to play four plays and tear his Achilles. Like, I think he's just too embarrassed. And then you look online, all the memes, all the videos that are out there just making fun of the situation. Like, I mean, have you seen the one where they're like, oh, like Aaron Rodgers 2023 highlights, and it's just him running out of the tunnel with the flag, and it's like, it's over. Like, that's, if that's he doesn't come back, that's messed up. he will never live that down. And you, you act like you haven't seen him. The Varsity Blues memes, like, I mean, they're funny, but I feel bad for the guy. Like, that can't be the lasting image of his legacy. Like you said, he's too, he's too prideful. He's going to come back. And then he's also said it before, like before the season started, he wants to play until he's 45. Like, I think he's trying to take the Brady route. It might be a little bit tougher with this injury, but I just think the way things went down and how he is, there's no way he doesn't come back. So the jets are talking like he's going to come back. So I'm buying it, but I, it could, the next answer to this next question could be, we already answered it, but I want to know Rogers injury. What's the biggest fallout? From him going down for the season. You mean besides the Milwaukee bar patrons having to actually oh, that was crazy. pay their tab because that they thought the crazy. Jets were going to lose and like, they like get you like you drinks. know that bar owner was sitting there sweating, <laughs> sweating. They were down for basically yeah, three quarters, right? Especially down. Well, not only that, but when he saw he or she saw Aaron, oh, Aaron Rodgers go, go down, down on the fourth play because that was your only hope that the Jets would win, right? Yeah, I mean, like, oh man, like they actually might lose. I may, I may be giving out free drinks all night here. I would have loved and you to know have seen people were racking up the tab once they oh, saw yeah. him get in. Yeah, and they paid for it at the end. But I would have loved <laughs> to have seen a camera in that bar on that last punt return because I, because I know everyone was nervous. It's like They're I'm either going to go home bar. with no tab, or I'm going to have to pay <laughs> for all these drinks. But other than that, what's the biggest fallout? I, I think it's actually the Packers missing out on a first-round pick, JT. He was supposed to, if he had played 65% of the snaps for the Jets this season, they get a first-round pick. Instead, now they get a second-round pick. So are you telling me that they got – Aaron Rodgers always find a way to screw Exactly. Up, That's the ironic That's part. Even when he gets hurt, even when he's in pain, he still somehow can stick it to the pack. They're gonna gonna they're gonna have to go back and look at that deal. Like, how did that even make it into the deal? Like, this is not some some bum that's unproven that we're trading for. This is Aaron Rodgers. Like, if you want him, this is what you gotta pay. I mean, smart move by the Jets. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. if he comes back, now they get a high pick. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I can agree with you on that. Mine is a little bit more more grim is I think this is probably the end of Robert Sala as the coach in New York, man, because he Aaron Rodgers goes down. I don't think that the Aaron Rodgers move was his move per se, but I feel like when you're a coach and teams go all in like that and it doesn't work out, the coaches usually don't survive that. And Aaron Rodgers kind of already showed that this team is going to be built around him. So if he's coming back, 
I would imagine that he's going to have a say in the type of coach that he wants because they already brought his guys in. They brought Nathaniel Hackett in. So it's trending toward as long as Rodgers is there, it's his team. And I feel like just Sala is just wrong place, wrong time. So it was already an odd fit to begin with. I just don't see if they don't make the playoffs, I don't see them keeping him, especially if Rodgers is coming back. I disagree in the sense that I don't think Rodgers really minded him. And the fact that they still won Monday night bodes well for him because it shows like how he's got the team together, right? They don't necessarily need that superstar. I think the Jets would do themselves a disservice, which they have done plenty of times before. Oh, I agree. I think, I think he's him. a good coach. I think he's yeah. a great coach. And I think how he coaches them this year, let's say if they barely missed the playoffs, I think they'd be crazy to let him go. But it's New York, man. It's the Jets. Like they're not notorious for making smart decisions. That, and I can see, especially part is if other guys are available. Like imagine if like Jim Harbaugh is available. Like I can see them saying like, hey, like let's go after him or some other offensive guy that's hot on the market. I can see them doing that. Only only if Aaron Rod only if Aaron Rodgers is okay with that. But real quick, what, and that's what we'll find out. Before we move on, any fallout for the MetLife turf? We'll get to that. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So now for the rest of week one reactions, there are questions that need answered. And of course you come to JT and the Don for those answers. So first one, why were the games so bad? Or I I don't know if so bad is the word. They were bad. Or just not highly, not as highly entertaining as we thought they would be. Oh, this is easy. Three things. One, bad weather. And I feel like this has become something that's or, happened. Or not in the as highly weeks. entertaining. Yeah. So last year, same thing. This year, same thing too. Week one, most of the games that weren't indoors had bad weather. I mean, East Coast, all the games were rainy. Even at the Broncos game, it was raining. I think bad weather played into it. Also, let's be honest, a lot of the quarterbacks didn't play much in the preseason, if not at all. Look at Joe Burrow. I think a lot of guys were shaking off rust for not playing in the preseason. And then the third thing is, this is becoming a, a trend, and I'm noticing this. It's just there's bad offensive line play collectively in the NFL, man. Like, I don't know if it's that the defenses are getting better, but these quarterbacks are running for their lives, like the elite ones. Like, Lamar was running for his life. Mahomes, we saw it on Thursday Night Football, running for his life. Josh Allen was getting smacked. We saw what happened to Aaron Rodgers. He got sacked, I think, twice before he got hurt. So, Geno Smith, same thing. Guys are running for their lives. So, I think those three things are what contributed to this down play in week one. So I think it's two things. One, you touched upon it. No one really plays in terms of the starters in the preseason. So they always say lately games one to three, the first month of the season of the regular season is really everyone's preseason. Well, I can't have that, man, because that's messing up my fantasy teams. I need need these dudes ready week one. Listen, Joe Joe Burrow got the bag. (laughs) <laughs> to I agree. come out and play like that. I'm like, man, you killing my fantasy team. He I, got his 280 million. I'm losing my 300 dollars Like, that's not a good setup. And listen, I I traded away three first round picks and Justin Jefferson for Josh Allen, and that's not helping me. But there's also two weeks, it seems like, between the end of the preseason and then the regular season. And they always say, like, hey, the offenses are going to be rusty. But the other thing they always say is the defense early on is always ahead of the offense. And I think that's where it comes in, that O-line play you're talking about. I think just teams haven't seen certain blitzes, haven't seen certain fronts, haven't seen defenses. And so the defenses are a little bit ahead right now. And that's why they weren't highly entertaining. When you don't have offense, unless you're a a Pittsburgh Steeler fan and you love defense, like it's not going to be entertaining when the offense isn't good. I agree with you on that. So give us one player performance or storyline that you are not overreacting to. Oh, this I've got a, a follow-up question to that, too. It's easy. It's Joe Burrow. Like, he did this last year. I don't think he played in the preseason much last year. Came and played against the Steelers. It had, like, five turnovers week one, and we saw how last season ended for him. Yeah, he ended up being the highest-paid player in NFL history. So I think his is just Russ not getting the reps in the preseason. Like, come on, it's the Bengals. We know what they can do. We know what Burrow can do. We know what Higgins and Chase can do. Like, that team's going to be – they're going to be a problem. So I'm I'm not overly concerned about Joe Burrow's week one performance. So I'm going to go with the team they face, the Cleveland Browns. But it's not the way you think. They gave up 
only 82 passing yards to Burrow, 56 rushing yards to Mixon. Nick Chubb had six yards of carry. And it's not that I'm saying, oh, pump the brakes on them. What I'm saying is this team's legit. Like this defense may end up being top two, top three defense. Finally, the they finally their defense lives up to what we yeah. think they should be. And that's why I'm saying I'm not overreacting to it. Like me saying they're a top two or three is it's legit. I'm so not people lie. that are saying, oh, it's the Cleveland there. Browns. It's like, I don't know about that phrase anymore until like I, I'm believing that they can be that good. I mean, Miles Garrett out there doing basketball moves in the middle of the game is still sacking the quarterback. They might be legit. I, I mean, hope not. I hope not, but I'm not overreacting to the fact of just saying, oh, it's the Cleveland Browns. Like, no, you, you've got to pay attention to them. So let's go flip. What is the one player performance or storyline that you are basically you're panicking on? You're you're hitting that red button. Oh, it's easy. Red button. <laughs> I'm overreacting to this storyline. It's the turf. It's the turf, not just at MetLife, but across all stadiums at the NFL. No, you're Players panicking been, on it. You're panicking on I'm it. I'm right? panicking on it. Like, like, what's what's the highest DEFCON? DEFCON five? Like, I'm panicking. Like, this has been an issue for years. Players have been saying this for years that playing on turf. It's shitty. It's horrible. It it gets us injured more than anything else, more than playing on natural grass. Doctors have come out and said this. There's there's tons of data and stats, and the NFL just refuses to do it. And I think Aaron Rodgers getting hurt in MetLife Stadium, which is notorious for, for getting not just players but teams injured. Remember when the 49ers went to play there, I think, two years ago? The whole yeah, team the, got injured. The, I mean, the seams were, like, ripping up, I believe. Yeah, it's crazy. So I think – the NFL moving all their all their games to natural grass. I think that is what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the catalyst, and I, that's what I'm overreacting to. I'm convinced the turf is not safe. I wouldn't be playing on it. Like, look, look at Messi. Like, Messi doesn't play on on artificial turf. Like, any place he goes, he played at MetLife. He made them put natural grass down. Like, any place he goes to, they, he says, "Look, I'm only playing as natural grass." So. If it's good enough for him to do it, like it should be good enough for these athletes in the NFL too. So however you get it done, NFL, do it. I'm panicking until they do because I feel like you're going to see more guys get hurt and people are going to be paying more attention to it. Yeah, but JT, I wonder if all players do want grass though because some players believe that they're faster and better on turf. I mean, maybe, but I mean, right? guys want to also survive the season. So yeah, but but no one thinks it'll happen to them. And and if you I, don't play for the Giants or the you Jets, need, you need to get you, on Twitter more because I feel like for the past two years I've been seeing players tweet about this like nonstop. But I don't know if that's all of them. What I'm saying is that some players may feel like, hey, they're you know they're they're faster on turf. That's well, all. I'm well, all, well, all you have to know is I think um, NFL PA submitted a. I a request to the they, NFL they want, they to want look into updating this. Right, so this is but this is the right players are talking but, about it. But this is what I'm going to say to that. Then what happens on that day that it's snowing in in New England or it's that sleet where it's not sticking on the ground? You know what's going to happen? It's going to be a mud fest again. And then players are going to say, "We can't play in this. My stats are going to be ruined. Simple. I can't Simple. be an outside retractable receiver. retractable domes." Every 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 team that's not in the South should have one. That's Easy. where you will never get me. You will never get me on that. It's mental. You, just, you just want that boring ass Steelers home advantage. Like, oh, I want the field to be shitty and a blizzard and ten inches of snow because that's the only way we can beat Tom Brady. And he still beat y'all. We can't like, all come be, on. We can't all come be on, lucky. Man. We they, can't all those games. You're ruining the games. Like Josh Allen should we, be playing in the dome in December. Like that's what we, I want to see. We can't all be lucky to have grown up and lived in 80 degree weather in December, hey man, look, palm look, trees, this, sunny. We ain't got we ain't got time to go through <laughs> through your grievances, man. Look, you left Florida, get over it. It was your choice. Like you made the right choice, but you gotta stop blaming me for this shit. It's not my fault. Man, right, I, so, I can't get you. So my panic button, Seattle Seahawks. They lost 30 to 13 to the Rams, who didn't have Cooper Cup, who to me still have no like. They, they don't have a run game. I don't know what the identity of the Rams is yet. And no no Jalen Ramsey. Obviously, they traded him. You lost 30 to 13. It wasn't even a game. Like, your offense didn't look good. You don't know if it's Kenneth Walker. Is he even healthy? Are you going to go Charbonnet? Why'd you draft him if you're not going to play him at all? Like, you sound like it, fantasy football. It's, <laughs> it's a mess right now. Hit the panic button. Seattle, you got to start over. You better figure it out soon. If not, that division is better than what you think. I know it's got Arizona, 
But you saw they played Washington Rams tough, to be at the bottom of the barrel, too. So you've yeah. got 49ers and now. Yeah, exactly. The Rams are supposed to be at the bottom. I don't know if they will be. So well, I will, I will give I will give the the Seahawks the mulligan. They also lost their two starting offensive tackles in that game, too. So now, if they're, now if they're Even hurt long reason. term, I'm yeah, I'm hitting the panic button, too. But I mean, anytime you lose your starting tackles and your quarterback is Geno Smith, like you're going to be in for a long day. So I think it was just. A snowball effect, but who knows? It may happen. Oh gosh, this this is a Pittsburgh conversation. So I'll, I'll let you I'll let you answer this he's, because he he's agreeing with what you're saying. It won't be a mud fest. So much of the makeup is sand now, not straight dirt. He's saying that the fields will hold up. Oldsman Bros, that's why I appreciate you, man. Because Don don't know what he'd be talking about at all, man. Hey, at all. Hey, when you get sleet or a monsoon, wherever it may be. Hey, come, come, come to Washington in the swamp. There's no field in Washington that doesn't get all puddled up, muddied. Can't. Find all right, it. man. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having this conversation with you anymore. Can we go down? Can we go to the checkdown game? Let's go. Since you love hey, this game so what, much. Hey, that's what you're great at. That's what you were great at as a wow. quarterback. Hey, my love, five. No, five no, no. I was opposite. I, I was five good. I was good at the bombs. Down. Check down I had a problem with, man. I was like so Jameis Winston. You were getting picked off with the bombs. Yeah, I was like, no, no, no. The bombs were bombs were perfect. It was the short passes, man, because my guys don't run the right routes, man. That's why we need to practice. For the people more. that don't know, we were in a league together back in probably like circa 2016. This guy throws six interceptions in a game. He wants to blame all the receivers. He wants to blame the offense. That was six that was one that was one game. And you're and you're you're not telling the whole story. I started off that game with two deep touchdown passes, and these guys just start not running the routes. See, and that's how I picked. Be the quarterback. Be the leader. Take responsibility. Yeah, I took my talents to another team almost. So we introduced this new segment no during the NFL preview show uh, called the Checkdown Game. So what we'll do is we'll give you a question, and then we'll give you multiple choice answers to pick from, since Don just, just loves that. So the question today to start off first is, which of these two options are you more worried about? So I'm going to read two options. Tell me which one you're more worried about and why. So this is easy out of the gate. More worried. Josh Allen or Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Two reasons. I think he's in a tougher division. So he's got to face Cleveland again, Baltimore twice, Steeler defense twice. And this is the main thing. After what we saw with Aaron Rodgers, it's the injury concern. He already had a calf strain, JT. And I know he sat out six weeks, but it's like, Okay, well, you missed all the preseason, all of the practicing. What's to say it's not going to happen again? I'm I'm more concerned. I'm more worried about Joe Burrow right now because at some yeah, point, I always, some always point, get being nervous Cincinnati about he catches up to you. I always wonder, and I get nervous when people start talking about calf injuries because I immediately go to Kevin Durant. I'm like, yep. is it a calf injury or is it a Kevin Durant <laughs> calf injury? Because that Kevin Durant wasn't no calf injury, and we found out the hard way what right. it really was. Yep. So I'm I'm worried too because if it's a calf, I feel like for a quarterback in preseason, he could at least be back in practice. Was some of it the contract? I don't know, but is it is it is it more that calf that's an Achilles? That's what I, I agree with you on that. I'm worried about it, but you're wrong. It's Josh Allen, and I it's the same thing I told there you last go. year. I was right, and no it's one the same, listens to me. You it's the same thing I told hater. you last year. Straight I made this exact hater. point on our show last year, straight and everyone hater. was like, "Oh, Jimmy's a hater. He's overreacting." And I'm gonna say, "I'm gonna say the same thing." Josh Allen, most turnovers in the league since 2018-83. Also, if you look at that, he's on pace for like 40 plus turnovers this year. He could hit it. I can see it. But this is a real thing. Like, this is why they won't win a Super Bowl. And I know I joked about this off-air privately to you, but let's be real. Like, Josh Allen is slowly starting to drift into that Carson Wentz level of quarterback where it's like, yeah, he's super talented and makes crazy plays, but everything that he does is hero ball. And that is – you can't win a Super Bowl with a quarterback like that. So Josh Allen hasn't fixed his turnovers. He threw three picks to the same guy, and – his deep passes, they look like they he threw them right to the guy. So I'm worried about Josh Allen because this is something that he hasn't cleaned up. I think he misses Brian Dayball, and it's starting to really show. Oh, this so, should be this should be so, interesting. No, no, no. Before you go to the next one, you know, this is JT said. I've been saying it for three years. Meanwhile, the last three years, he's been like the number one ranked quarterback. But but anyway, outside of fantasy that, or real life, I, it doesn't matter. Both, it does both. Matter. If you ask anybody, they taking Josh Allen. But other than Patrick Mahomes, 
But the other thing too is if you want to be worried about him because he doesn't have an OC and because his his offensive weapons are trash, then fine. But don't come here and say that I've been telling you Josh Allen's not that good. Like that's that's false. Because if he was on Cincinnati, I said that Burrow this is a was, problem for him. I never if, said he was trash. In, in, if Burrow was was on in Buffalo or on Buffalo, in oh, if Burrow Allen, was in Buffalo, they probably would have a Super Bowl by now. No, they wouldn't. Yes, See, they would. That's where we disagree totally. Because you because you're the if same Josh person that Allen, said Zach Taylor was a trash coach, and Burrow took them to a Super Bowl with him as a coach. You said that. We're going to see what Zach Taylor is worth right now. We're going to see because he may not have all the weapons defensively anymore. And now teams are starting to figure out offensively because they have no run game. So we're going to see how good Zach Taylor well, well, is. Let's, well, let's also be honest. I didn't I didn't bring this up in the question where you asked why the week one games are so bad. But this is like a long term thing. And I think we've talked about this maybe a little bit in the past. But let's be real. An- another issue with these quarterbacks is. Patrick Mahomes has essentially ruined the deep ball for NFL offenses because they watched all those years where he would just throw deep balls to Tyreek Hill at will. And what did teams start doing the next year? They start playing that that two-man deep safety and just like, hey, look, we'll live with everything underneath. And then you saw it with Josh Allen. He he had that one season where he was just killing everybody with deep balls. And what they do? Put the two safeties back there. And he hasn't been the same since teams started playing him like that. And I think – that's what just teams are doing across the league is, look, we're not going to let you be this deep, and we're just going to make you do everything underneath, which is harder than people think sometimes because, I mean, that's where everything is crowded. So long-term, that's also a problem is that Patrick Mahomes just forced everybody to play two safeties deep. So, I mean, I think that's a long-term concern. But let's go to this next one. Speaking of Mahomes, more worried about the Chiefs or the Ravens? I'm going to say Ravens. Two reasons. The Chiefs? We know they can do it. We've seen they can do it. I'm not going against the Chiefs ever again as long as Mahomes and Even Andy if they Reed lose for the first he, time in September he, since, yes, since, since Obama he, was in office, he, you're still not going against them. I'm still not going against I got it. it. I know, I know our, our guy, the enemy, is not there anymore. But, hey, is Andy Reid still there? Yes. Is Patrick Mahomes still there and healthy? He's doing his yes. mind again. But, he, but here's the thing. Here's the thing you don't want to say. But, is Matt Nagy back again? Yes. Is that a problem? But they had success, though. They've had success. Uh, now, the, I'm telling you right now, the Chiefs, I'm not saying it's him, but the Chiefs Harry. on a I'm Thursday night over there. I'm not saying it's him, but I'm Chicago Bears to me. Like, oh, I'm just saying, like, Mahomes look like Mr. Trubisky, and, and it might not be Mr. Trubisky's wow, fault. But wow. I agree. Like, there's, there, there's another reason. I'm not convinced. Everyone wants to just think, hey, we can throw whatever – coordinator and the quarterback's gonna gel and it's like i don't know about that because does lamar jackson like the system does he feel comfortable in it yet like yeah you got him all these nice shiny you know new toys to play with but hey is he ready is he ready to play in monkin's offense like it might not be a good fit for him but exactly like that happens sometimes And, and i don't think that's the quarterback's fault it's you gotta know your personnel yeah, I agree with you. It's the Ravens for different reasons. One, it's just too many injuries. And this is a team I picked to win the Super Bowl and wait for it to blow up in my face week one. Like, they didn't even last a half. Like, J.K. Dobbins out for the season with an Achilles. They lost two great starting offensive linemen. My guy, Tyler Lindenbaum, and Ronnie Staley is hurt again. So, like, they have no offensive line. And uh, I think the safety Marcus Williams got hurt again. He got hurt last year. Like, at least with the Chiefs, I know Kelsey will be back. And let's be real, the Chiefs defense without Chris Jones, they actually look good against the Lions. They look better than I thought they would. Like everybody yeah. thought that game would be a shootout right. because the defenses wouldn't be good. And both the defenses showed up. So if the Chiefs D can play like that without Jones and now they get him back and they get Kelsey back, they'll look much better than Thursday. But I don't think the Ravens could look better because they've lost so many key pieces to injury. So I'm definitely worried about them. Oh, we got to talk about this because I know you're heavily invested in this one. More worried. Seahawks or Commanders, you got to stay true to your word. I I gave you my answer. It's the Seahawks. Like I I told you, I don't think the NFC West is as bad, and they've already lost to a team they were supposed to win against. And listen, I like their weapons offensively, but how are they using them? You know, is it going to be the Pete Carroll offense that hey, we're going to try to ground and pound you? And it's like, yo, you got DK JSN and and um Tyler Lockett. Like let Gino spin. Like I, I don't know let what Gino cook. <laughs> yeah, let Gino cook. I, I mean, I don't know 
what he, you know, what Seattle's doing. And I'm concerned because I think they have another big matchup this week. They could get off to an 0-2 start. And it's like, listen, this ain't the Legion ain't the Legion of Boom ain't walking through that door. Yeah, definitely not Earl Thomas. I disagree with you. I think it's it's the it's the commanders because they barely beat and struggled against a team that's openly trying to tank. Like they signed Josh Dobbs off the street like a week before the season, and the commanders had problems with this team. And I'm sorry, Sam Howell, I love him. We we talk about him a lot on this show. He needed to crush this game, and he didn't. So I'm worried. And I think with their performance, the enemy stock kind of took a little bit of a hit too. So the commanders, until they show me something, and this might have been their easiest test they'll have this year because look at the vision. You saw what the Cowboys did to the Giants. Like I saw the Giants. The I don't think Washington's worried about the they, Giants. They got to right play now. the Cowboys twice. The Giants have a good defense, and Philly still got a good defense. So if they couldn't do it against Arizona in convincing fashion, but, I'm worried about the commanders for the rest of the season. But JT, it's what we went back and said. It's the first game of the year. Like, the, the, it Tell that to the time. Giants. Tell it that to takes, the Giants because their fans are panicking. No, the Tell the Giants fans, oh, it's no, one the game. Dif- they got their ass the kicked difference, on, on primetime television. But, but the, there's huge differences between Seattle, the Giants, compared to Washington. At those two places, Seattle and the Giants, same quarterback as last year, veteran quarterbacks at this point, and veteran coaches. Washington, new OC, brand new quarterback, basically starting his first game. Like, to win? You know how difficult it is for a rookie to win a game? Because that's essentially what Sam Howell is. Bro, it's the Cardinals. The Cardinals. This might be the worst team in the league. I hate when people say this because it's the NFL. These guys are all pros. They need to put the effort in if they want a contract, if they want to make a living. So don't come and tell me. Look, we we can agree to disagree. You, you, You are panicking on the Seahawks. I get it, but the commanders look trash. Now, this one is interesting. More worried about Justin Fields or Kenny Pickett? Oh, I think it's easy. It's it's Fields. Like, we thought everything would be different. They made the Green Bay defense look like the 85 Bears at times. And we thought everything – you watch the game? I did not. Uh, but, no, no, I, I legit want to know because I didn't get to watch the game. I, I watched – I've only did, seen some highlights. They, they did have it on in the D.C. area. I did watch some of it, and I was switching between, like, the, the Chargers-Dolphins. So, I didn't watch all of it, but, I mean – it, the, the Bears never got in a rhythm. And it's like, it looks like the same Bears. And at least with Pickett, you could say, you know what? A lot of, there was injuries and it was the 49ers. The 49ers were acting as if it was the Super Bowl. They were in midseason form. They were the only team outside of Dallas that looked like midseason form. So honestly, as a Steelers fan, I'm not worried. If there's a silver lining from that game, I don't know if you saw the highlight, but darn Darnell Washington destroyed Nibosa blocking. Like, I, like, like I, for a team that got that. destroyed like the Packers, I'm sorry. Like, he I can play it. that highlight. Like, hey, look, there's a moral victory is that our rookie destroyed the defensive yeah. player of the year. So Darnell, Darnell Washington didn't get destroyed. The Steelers did. Yeah, yeah. So this is too close to call, so I'll, I'll give it a pick em. And because I agree with you, Fields worries me because I saw some, like, film breakdown from this game. And some of the places they were running, there were like multiple guys open, like on routes, and he just didn't throw it. Now, maybe he didn't have enough time, but I think I was hoping to see a leap in Justin Fields' anticipation of throwing the ball rather than doing what he normally does, waiting for guys to get open and then throwing it to him, which you can't do in the NFL. So the fact that he didn't do that worries me. Now, I think some of it also has to do with DJ Moore getting locked up by Jair Alexander, same guy who locked up Justin Jefferson last year. So I want to see another game, but I'm concerned. And then Kenny Pickett, I'm sorry. He looks like a guy when I watched him play like, ah, that's why he stayed in college for six years. So to me, it's both. Like I'm equally worried about both of them. Well, I would say with the Steelers, the reason why I would be concerned is because of the offensive coordinator. Like he should he should never have come back. Talk yeah, Canada. Things, aren't, things aren't changing. Yeah. Matt Cannon, like things aren't changing. Like he, the, he's not putting Kenny Pickett in the the offense in general in situations to succeed. So, you know. All right. Ready for some college football? Yeah. All right. So first, Michigan State's head football coach Mel Tucker has been suspended by the university without pay amid an investigation into accusations of sexual harassment. He is alleged to have made sexual comments and sexual acts while on a phone call with a sexually harassed activist who Michigan State had hired, specifically the football team had hired to speak with the team and 
eventually acted as an honorary captain during the 2022 season. A hearing is scheduled for October 5th and 6th to determine if Tucker violated the school's sexual harassment and exploitation policy. So, JT, the question here, should Mel Tucker have been fired instead of suspended without pay? This is this is such a unique situation. So I want to make sure because I, I, I've been reading all the stories about this um, from multiple publications and it's, it's just it's just wild. I just want to make sure that I got this all correct. I want to put this out there. So allegedly, this is what Tucker is saying, and this is what I pulled from the Title IX report. They had 27 late night calls with an average of 30 minutes, a long time. Mel Tucker is saying it's consensual and that she was, quote, looking for a sugar daddy. And of course, uh, Brenda Tracy says that none of this is true. It wasn't consensual. And the text messages that they had between each other during this period of time somehow have disappeared. So I think they can't find hers or and Mel Tucker might not be releasing his, however that's going, but they're gone and we don't know what's on them. And also Mel Tucker at some point informed Tracy that they weren't going to be requiring her services to come out and speak to Michigan state players. Um, for those who don't know, like Brenda Tracy, um, sexual assault advocate goes around to universities and basically talks to players and tells them, you know, why they shouldn't be doing this, you know, what they can do to, to be better in those situations. And she charges 10 K per visit. So I guess Mel Tucker informed her that they're not going to be requiring her services anymore. And then the Detroit free press came out with stories saying that, that Brenda Tracy had no intention of going public and disclosing her identity within this case. And she was basically going to comply with Michigan state's investigation and, uh, you know, agree to the confidentiality that they had agreed on. And until her name got leaked by reportedly a former board of trustees member, and that's how her name and her story got out there first. And that's where we arrived to where we are now, her and Mel Tucker within the he said, she said. So I just want to make sure I got all that information out there because there's a lot of stuff going on. It's a long timeline. Fired? I don't think that Michigan State can fire him just because this is undecided as far as did he actually violate, I guess, like the sexual misconduct policy that they have. So they have to suspend him because they have to see this through because let's say they do fire him and it comes out that, you know, this is not true. They're going to owe him a lot more money in a lawsuit because he's going to sue them. So that's the thing where I think it's tricky for them is they're, they're in a, a weird spot because we know Michigan state already has this very horrible spotlight on them especially when it comes to, you know, like sexual assault allegations with the whole Nassar thing and just everything that's gone on at their program. So it's very, it's, they're in a very difficult situation. Now I will say this, and, I'm, and maybe you'll ask me a follow-up question, but I'll let you answer and then maybe we'll get into, you know, what do you think about just the situation in general? Like, do you think this is something that actually happened? Do you think, you know, Mel Tucker is telling the truth. Do you think Brenda Tracy is telling the truth? But I'll let you answer, should he be fired instead of suspended? Well, I'll actually answer that question that you had brought up. I I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, I would um, tend to believe her because I don't know. Some people might say, well, it's because now she's coming out because she's not being retained. Um, but I mean, I lean toward believing her. You're right. It is a, a she said, he said thing. You know, I would lean toward believing her, but I don't have all of the facts. Um, so that's basically, you know, kind of my answer there. In terms of should he have been fired instead of suspended, I think what Michigan State is looking at is the contract buyout, right? Yeah. He signed a 10-year extension worth $95 million. They'd still be on the hook for the buyout of $80 million. So the reason why they didn't fire him initially is, they're going to line up all of their ducks to make sure that if they are going to fire him, that they can't do what you said, or he can't do what you said and turn around and sue him for breach of contract and say, Hey, you owe me the 80 million. Because if it's a, in quotes here, a four cause firing, it would void the buyout on the remainder of his contract, which he just signed that extension back in November, 2021. So we're not even two years in, to the 10-year extension, which he still has $80 million on the buyout. So that is why they didn't fire him, because if they did, 
and they didn't go through the due process, they may easily end up owing him all of that. Whereas now they can do the investigation, do the hearings. And if they feel that, hey, going back to what you said, hey, we're we're leaning toward what she said and not what he said, then they have a lot more evidence and a lot more support for their for cause firing in order not to uh, have to pay the buyout. So I, I think they're they're methodically doing legally what they should do based, I believe, on like Title IX and everything with university policy. Um, now, the question is, how will these hearings go? Again, who do we believe? Again, it is a she said, he said, unless they have the text messages, unless during the hearing some other evidence um, comes out. But me personally, I would lean toward, you know, believing what she said, because I don't see why she would make things up or would twist what happened. I mean, just don't know. Because remember, too, she is a um, a rape survivor, too. So you hope that some of the things that have gone on, that it it, it, it doesn't, you know, impact her um, considering, you know, her, her history, too. Yeah. And and I think that's I think that's the part where people are being very careful to me when I look at because I've been just reading up on, you know, everything that's been coming out. To me, if anybody really looks suspicious to me, I think it's Michigan State. And it's just because I think there's two things going on that are being merged together. The one thing is we've already talked about, was this interaction between her and Mel Tucker consensual? And I think that's what it comes down to. And I think it's very hard to prove to prove, you know, whether it's she's telling the truth or whether he's telling the truth. I think the thing that's kind of in his favor is that it was over the phone and they they talked multiple times for long periods of time. And and when you brought that up, I'm sure people are like, oh, they've talked 28 times, half hour each time. But like, when but but you're assuming but, all but, 28 times were were sexual times. So right. And what I was gonna say was, hey, there has been a professional work relationship going for almost a year and a half, two years, and she has come to Michigan State multiple times. So, but I did, but I did, just, but I did read that th that those calls in particular were after work hours. So, I mean, but, but it, JT, it, each situation is different because I mean, that could be but, like if me and you work together, we're talking after yeah, hours. So. But, but so, JT, so, when, when you're a college football coach like he is at Michigan State, you don't have work hours exactly. He's like you're dealing with you're dealing with player issues, you know, yeah. injuries, media requests. Like, and I think, and I think, I think that things. part of I think that part of the details is I think in in the court of public opinion, I think that's what's having people maybe side with Mel Tucker a little bit more because in people's minds, it's like, well. If he did it the first time, why'd you call him 27 more times? Because that's what I've seen online. But but the 27 but, but I want to know, I want to know the context of all those conversations. But I think that is what's helping Mel. Now, the one thing I will say that is, is I, I don't think it necessarily helps him because if someone's logical about it to say, hey, first 27 times, you know, it was about work, it was about public speaking, it was about how players can be better. And then that 28th time he crossed the line. He crossed the line or or could it be this? I think people are finding it logical because I think they're buying the story that they had a consensual relationship. And I think I think that's what people are believing. And that's why that that 27 calls is kind of triggering people. But we'll find out. But the, but the Michigan State part to me is is it's the most bad, damning. It's a it's, bad it's, look. It's, Either it's, way. A, it's a bad look because this looks like a setup. So basically what I read is when this investigation started. They replaced some members on the board of trustees. So I'm assuming somebody got fired. And apparently that person that was removed from that job is rumored to be the one that leaked these names to the press. So if a Michigan State employee that's on the board of trustees is privy to what's going on with this case that has not been made public and both parties have agreed to keep it private while they conduct their investigation. And then now it's in the public. Well, this sounds like you're trying to find a way to muddy Mel Tucker's name to get out of that buyout. So to me, Michigan State looks the worst because that's the one thing consistently across the board that I see everyone agreeing on is that Michigan State is trying to find any way to get out of this contract. And to me, I feel like if Mel Tucker is 100% guilty of something that I'm, I'm saying, like, look, I know for sure he's guilty of, is being not smart and not reading the room. Like, you've looked at the, you've looked at the message boards for two years. Like, People have been saying this contract is ridiculous. They want to see how they can get out of it. Like it, that that has been out there. And then the other thing is you're married. 
you're married and you know that's a bad look and it's at michigan state like you're having an inappropriate relationship with an employee you're married and people don't want you to have this contract like he's got to be able to read the room better and not put himself in that situation so i i think it's a he says she said i think we'll see what happens but I think Michigan State looks horrible in this situation. And like you said, I think that's why they haven't fired him yet. They really got to get their ducks in the road because they're playing with fire right now. And they could end up owing him more money than they would if they would have to just buy him out. Yeah, well, I think I think the whole contract is is what they're trying to get out of as well. And maybe this ends up being the four cause that they were looking for. I, you know, I don't know if it's a setup or whatever that it's, it that, feels like one. I, I'm, I'm just being honest. It feels like one. I mean, you know, that would be like, then she's part of it. And, and it's no, just, I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily. She's a, I don't think she's a part of it. I think Michigan state is being opportunistic with the situation. And I don't think, but they wouldn't I, need to have leaked her name. I mean, either way it wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't know, but well, if their names don't get leaked and they settle this privately, like how do they how do they get out of the contract? Like I think the only reason that they are they are gaining steam to get out of this contract is because now it, this story is out in the media, it's out in public. But if they wanted to get rid of the contract, they wouldn't have it go away quietly. But they have to she, do an investigation. She hasn't filed. She hasn't filed a civil suit against Mel Tucker, has she? I don't think. Not that I not that I know. Okay, about. so the allegations were brought to the university. They now have to do their due process. It would be like anything. If a student came to them with similar accusations, they can't just sweep it under the rug. We saw that happen at Baylor. That's the whole thing. Like that's why they need to do this. Well, this is this is a very very unique case, and I guess we'll see what happens. But I'm just saying right now, Michigan State, you look bad. Please do your due diligence and make the right decision, and we'll see whatever that is. All right. So you ready to go to college football recaps? I know you've yeah. been waiting for this. Let's All right, go. so we're heading into week three of college football. Let's quickly go back over the past two weeks by playing the college football version of the checkdown game. So we're going to start this off with a bigger surprise. Oh, I know you love this. University of Miami Hurricanes. Yes, the sir. real Miami. Not that one in Ohio. Or Texas A&M. Oh, the bigger surprise is, is Miami. We've seen this from A&M. Top 25, number one recruited class, number two recruited class, Jimbo Fisher. Uh, they brought in a new OC. It's going to be great. And what they do? Nothing. And we haven't seen this from Miami. We actually look like the more physical team, the more in shape team, the more explosive team. And that's supposed to be an SEC powerhouse. So, yo, it's Miami. I agree with you. It's Miami. And I knew I knew we were better than that team when we were, we were getting targeting type hits and they picked up the flags for us i'm like oh <laughs> oh miami's got respect now the refs are like yeah you're the better team but you're right like everyone knew AM was on the verge of collapse so that's not a surprise what really shocked me with miami is we talk about this all the time these are the games that miami will lose over the last decade like clockwork it's a ranked opponent tough game we're gonna find a way to lose it and what do we do as the game goes on and you laughed at me because i texted you in halftime and what did i say I said Miami will win like 45 to 20. And you're like, oh, like I, you're just glowing. I don't listen to you. Yeah, you don't. You should because I'm always right. And what do they do? They proceed to come out and dominate the second half. That is probably the best half of football I've seen us play in five or six years. So yeah. definitely Miami probably, is probably since the 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 Mark uh the Mark Richt 10 yeah. and 2 season. Yeah, since yep. that fraudulent 10 and 2 season that doesn't fit with everything else. I don't know how we did that. And just to lose to Pitt's pit um on thanksgiving but oh, yeah i agree with you you and bigger don't surprise bring, this one's interesting colorado who everyone's surprised but washington state undefeated ranked and they beat my wisconsin badgers bigger surprise oh i think it's washington state that takes nothing away from what colorado is doing they're they're, they're they've been really good but think about washington state bro do you know who their quarterback is because we all know, you know who, who colorado. their quarterback is i know i know do you is it, is it michael Penix? The, the, <laughs> who is it him? It's Cam Ward. He was at Incarnate Word of the FCS. Like, he transferred from there, right? Do you know who their coach is over at Washington State? Because we know who Colorado's quarterback and who their coach is. Jake Dickert. So, like, Washington State, no one knows about. No, And they're they're playing the Pac-12 after dark games. At least Colorado's getting on noon call them the on Fox. <laughs> right? Noon on Fox on Colorado. So, I'm going Washington State. I'm going to pick Colorado State for all the reasons you said. You act like Colorado Colorado doesn't have two FCS players coming up and doing the same thing. Like, 
Shadur Sanders, it, they would have never, I, I get, they would I not get have it. gone there if it wasn't for Dion. I get it, but they're there. And and here's here's the difference for me. Like these are both impressive. Like Washington. But the other thing is, you knew their names. We no one knows Cam Ward. Washington State was in, I actually heard of him, but I didn't know that's where he was. Washington State's been impressive, but the expectations and pressure that Colorado has had before they even played a game, so Washington a State has nowhere near how, that. How is that a surprise? It, I'm saying really the fact that they, that they are undefeated with these expectations, th- these we asked, this, this like, pressure. It, it, this, it's Colorado, man. Again, it's nothing to take away from Colorado. But you sound like you're taking a lot away from Colorado Wisconsin right now. Wisconsin is the better of any of the two teams that Colorado has faced. Colorado just played a team that went to the national championship a year ago. Without, don't, don't try to use my words against me. TCU. Without, TCU. Without, TCU without, no, no, they no! Don't you, you, you can't, you draft. can't, you can't, you can't use my analysis to make the point unless you say no, 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 no. You gotta say JT. You were right first. Say about it, and then what? you can use about what? I told you TCU was not going to be good this year. Please, exactly. No they would be good. You did. You were like, nah, TCU. They, you know, they went to a championship. They'll be good. Now, I never thought I'd be talking about this. Bigger surprise. Iowa's offense or Duke's what, offense? How is Iowa's offense a surprise? They scored 17 and 24. I mean, I guess compared to last year's three That's what I'm saying. Game, <laughs> I'm going to go Duke. They scored 28 on Clemson. Like, Iowa is only a surprise because they were so pitiful last year on offense. So I'll give Duke credit. You got to give them props. Come on. I mean, I want to give Iowa the props. I think they've raised their points per game from 17 to, I think, 20 this year so and they only scored 20 points An extra field goal games last year so i mean it might be reversed by the time the season's over but yeah it's duke they destroyed clemson their quarterback everyone's saying is a legit first round pick now and then i never even heard of this kid now every time i go on social media i'm seeing all his highlights of all this other athletic stuff that he could do before he got to duke this dude's doing windmill dunks like he's a super athlete like yeah i think duke's offense is impressive it's like is is cutcliffe still there i just got to make sure because if if the quarterback whisper is not there and Duke is playing like this, nah, Duke, I know. Nah, I know Cliff is not there anymore. Oh, he's working the Manning Pass. Get up with the like People think of Duke's success with Cutcliffe on offense. Yeah. And it's like Duke looks good. Like I, I know Miami, we're 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 doing good right now, but I'm worried about Duke. Like oh, I hope sure. you don't have to, Ma- have Mike, to play them what, what week. Mike Elko is a really good coach. If you don't know that name, you you will get to know it soon. All right, let's go. Most impressive so far, Shadur Sanders or your guy, Michael Penix Jr.? I mean, listen, that, you can't go wrong with whoever you pick. They've both been impressive. How could you not? So if I can't say both, I'm going to go with my guy, Michael Penix Jr., just because I picked him to win the Heisman. So keep doing your thing, man. Keep doing your thing. Keep, Make keep the dog look Jr. great. Turn back into Indiana, Michael Penix, and misses this season. <laughs> Just so he could be right about this one thing. Yeah, you're right. You can't be wrong with any of these answers. I'm going to go with Shadur just because he made the jump up from FCS. I think people were really unsure about the depth of this roster, and I think they had some high-profile games out the gate. So I think what he's done is amazing. So, it, But it's both. Like, Penix might win the Heisman, and Shadur might be in New York with him. So we could both be right about this. Oh, this one's this one's sensitive. More impressive so far, Texas or FSU? I know where you're going with this, just because you're a hater, you're not, you're not objective. But go ahead. Oh, I want to know one: which writer? Because the writers are on strike, even for our show. Like, who put this one in here? Must have you been did. you, because I would never have okayed the FSU one. And the answer is Texas. FSU already beat LSU last year. Like, why are we surprised? Like. LSU might fall a little bit. You, you really Texas, called them the team that will disappoint. Texas. In our previous show. Right, Texas. So now, we're just, now we're just like, oh, yeah, yeah FSU with, was always going to ball out. You with, literally said they would they would not with, do this. Can I do? Can I say my answer? Can you, can you with, back up your lie? Go ahead. Can yeah, I sure. do? Yes. Can, can I double down on it? This boy backpedaling like Dion like in his prime. Go ahead. Everyone thought Texas would do the usual. Like, oh, they're back, but they're going to collapse against Bama. Yo, they took it to Bama at Bama. So how is they that took it not to impressive? Milrow. <laughs> Come on, like yeah, how bro. is that not impressive? Because we saw FSU win ten games last year. When's the last time we saw Texas look that good and dominant against a really good team? Like, come on, it's close. But I'm gonna go with FSU just because. Uh, think about where FSU was like three years ago. Like they were right. They were right on the cliff with us. 
and we were both about to fall off, and somehow we fell they, by ourselves. They pushed us and we saved know, themselves. They pushed us and became a top three team. Like they left us, got a supermodel. And now they're they're in Hollywood. Like this is a top three team in the country. And just three years ago, they were the same as you. And that's a, that's more impressive to me. I'm sorry. Hmm. I said what All I said. Right. All right. I, I don't like this. Can I, I kind of want to end the show right now after that. But, nah, man, you know, you for the fans and the listeners out there, I, I do it for you guys. So let's go to everyone's favorite segment, or at least one of the top two. Forget about it or forgazy. We'll read a statement. If you agree with it and it's a hot take, you say forget about it. If you don't agree with it, you don't like it, you say forgazy. All right. First one. Ready, JT? Mm-hmm. Colorado is a legit top 15 team. Oh, forget about it. They have two dynamic top 15 players, and that team is only going to get better. They're definitely top 15. That's Fugazi. You go look at their schedule. They're not finishing in the top 15. They've got Oregon, USC, UCLA, Washington State, Utah, and Oregon State, all ranked teams. Now we're going to see Colorado what you really mean. Like, now now we're going to see if Dion's for real or not. Now we're going to see if Shadir is better than Michael Penix. Listen, I... Do they play Washington this year? No, they don't. Damn. I know Dion's a really good coach. There's nothing for him to prove, in my my opinion, because he's a great coach already um, in the short period of time. I'm just saying as a team in general, we know how good Shadir is. We know how good Travis Hunter is. It's nothing against them. I'm saying as a team. You know, can their defense hold up against Caleb Williams? When hey, hey. I, I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the white, the white boy's name, but he wearing number forty three back there. He making plays. I'm telling you, man, that's the, that's the, that's the big three right there. Number forty three, Shadur and Travis Hunter. I like it, man. Nah, I, I'm, I'm the, buying it. The Top real guy is Jimmy Horn Jr. Look out for that. He's guy. good too. Oh, I know you're gonna love this. Josh Allen and the Bills Super Bowl window is closed. Are you Forget about it boy, or you, just, you can't go through a show without talking about certain guys. I haven't talked Josh about Allen. this man all week. You just talked about him back he's in, in the, the show. first segment. Second hey, look, segment. He, he played He played like such shit on Monday Night Football that there's no way we couldn't put it in the show. I don't want to talk about Josh Allen. Listen, it's Fugazi. The window is never closed with Josh Allen. The window is closed because of that coaching staff, in my opinion, in the lack of weapons. So if you want to say that window's closed, sure. No, but I didn't say, say I didn't say it's is it closed because of, I'm just saying is it is for him and the Bills, is it closed? I'm gonna say no, because even if that window closes, they should be able to rebuild around it. I'm gonna say forget about it. And I know I talked about this before. I feel like the turnovers with Josh Allen is a problem. It always has been, and it's getting worse. And I do agree with you. I think the coaching staff is not living up to what people thought they would be and what they need to be for this Super Bowl team to be a Super Bowl team. I will say this: nothing has changed since last year. And I know I called him Carson Wentz before, but you know what this you know what this feels like to me? No, I feel like the the really the Bills are heading toward like that that Philip Rivers territory with the Chargers like he's always great that team always has talent but something always happens where they just can't get it done and it might not be the injuries that the Chargers had but it just seems like the Bills are heading for like a Philip Rivers situation with Josh Allen and I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl so I do think it's closed for that reason These are supposed to be kind of quick all right All right so next one up. Coco Goff is the next generational superstar in tennis Forget about it. Like what, what you know the Italian words. What's what's stronger than forget about it? What can I say? Give me something I can say. Like man, I, I don't I don't know. Forget about it is good. I put this on a forget about it is not generational, Italian. man. Like it's, 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 you watch too much Donnie Brasco. Forget about it is not Italian. It's English. That is English. Nah, man. <laughs> you need to give me an Italian word that is stronger than forget about it, man. Like yeah, know, she's generational. Like she's got two Grand Slam finals appearances. Six WTA singles titles, including the U.S. Open, which she just won. Five doubles titles and a sponsorship with New Balance all at 19. Like, that's insane. Like, this is literally Serena Williams all over again. And guess what? She has more titles than Serena Williams did at 19 years old. So that's how you know she's special. And then, of course, if you watch her, you see the speed, the power. And you just look at everything that she went through in this U.S. Open, like with the open match with the girl breaking the rules, taking too long to serve, acting like she wasn't ready for her serve. And it's just like, I just look at how all her opponents broke down character-wise, and that just tells me, like, look, 
there's just nothing you can do with this girl and she's a problem. So the fans and the tennis greats are already embracing her like she's like the next generational superstar. So I'm going to defer their expert expertise, man. I think she's it. She's the next. She is going to be tennis for the next 15, 20 years. I don't got to listen to the expertise, the experts of tennis, whatever. Just look and watch, right? And she's won a title. Like you said, it's easy. It's forget about it. It's forget about it. I think she changed. She changed something after Wimbledon, and she has been on a hot streak. And I think it can keep continuing. She's always willing to work hard and to get better. And at 19, to be able to have that in you already, that's amazing. And it, it can only keep going up from here. So easy, forget about it. And, and I and I think she has like the men, mental makeup to Correct. deal with everything that's going to come her way with this success. So I'm I'm excited about Coco Golf, man. It's yep. gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a we get to see another goat for the next decade or more. That would be nice. Yes. All right. I know you. I I know you wrote this one. <laughs> Texas is back to 2005 hey. and 2009 levels. So what we mean by that? 2005, they won a national championship with Vince Young. 09, they played Bama in the championship game with Colt McCoy. Got knocked out. So it's Texas. Back to those levels. Forget about it or forgazy. Listen, man, this is what happens when the writers go on strike. You you allow the Don of sports to just write whatever he wants. You, you're going to be in trouble. It's forget about it. I've been talking about them since the college preview show with our guy, Coach Cassidy. I've been telling you Texas is back. No one wants to believe the Don. He can look into the future and predict it in sports. Yo, I'm this man is now. victory lapping after two weeks. <laughs> Michael Penix and Texas. Like he owes you a percentage of whatever check he gets paid because like he's going he's going to ride y'all to the promised land. You are dependent so much on Texas and Michael Penix. As as exciting as Texas looked, this is Fugazi for a few reasons. Wow. One, there's no Vince it. Young. You, you just don't want to see me be great. No, there's I mean, of course not. <laughs> there's no Vince Young walking through that door. Like we're talking about a top ten college. Yeah, they got Quinn Ears. Top top ten college football player of all time. Like. I need to see more from Texas than beating a declining Nick Saban to say that they're back wow. to championship levels. Because you forget how good that 05 team was. Like, they beat USC. Like, that is probably the greatest college football team to never win a championship up there with Miami, with the Miami team. So, it, I don't think they're back to that level yet. So, I think it's for Gazy. All right. These are supposed to be quick. Remember that. The SEC is not a top three power five football conference. Oh, for Gazy. And their teams are 2-0, and those 2-0 teams don't include Bama and LSU, which we are thinking are top 10 to 12 teams. If anything, it shows that this year that they have more parity in the SEC. So, yeah, yeah there's no way they're a bottom three power five conference. I thought you might say forget about it. No, it, it's Fugazi. They still got five in the top 25, and don't forget, they still got the defending champ, Georgia, and – or the two-time defending champ at this point. They, they, got, they and, got the expansion and- NFL. Team in the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I'm sorry, like like Bama, as much as you want to harp on them, they didn't look they didn't look like they were just gonna go off the rails against Texas. Like Milrow, I think he had some up and down moments, but I mean if they work with him, like I think he's gonna be yeah. pretty decent. They'll struggle in the big games like against Texas, the way they did against Texas, if they have to face a Georgia or like a LSU, I think later in the season. Um, so they'll they'll struggle with that, but they, they'll be fine. Um so weekend predictions, last segment, favorite segment for everybody. And I I also got our NFL expert, Kendall Calhoun, King Ken. Oh, you must, his you must be trying to win some money. His You're prediction. really keeping up with the records his, this year. His prediction. So we haven't done any college predictions, and we won't this week. We just felt, hey, you got to be worthy of games. Unfortunately, week three of the college football, not the greatest schedule. So we'll go back next week. We'll figure out the first week of college football game record between JT and myself and Coach Cassidy. We didn't do that. I, I know I had some surprise upsets on there. I know I had Colorado beating TCU. So I know nobody we didn't, had that. We didn't, we didn't do last week's NFL week one game. No one wants to hear about your record right now. We didn't do Whatever. week one NFL games, but we're going to do week two. So, JT. First one picks were trash. Ravens trash. at Bengals. I bet. I bet. I bet you. If you would have did picks last week, you would have picked zero winners. I just like you. Just get off to that start, just like fantasy football. It's just it's hey, all downhill. But as the season goes on, and, and and I start to analyze and compute everything, I catch I catch fire. 
two weeks you know prior that. at most. You, you, All you right, go that. ahead. What, what are the games? Ravens at Bengals. Ravens, I think they bounce back. Ooh, I, I actually have them too. And King Ken also has the Ravens. All right, so Lamar, man. the Ravens. It's Lamar, I believe. Chiefs at Jaguars. Ooh, that's tough. I'm going to go with the Jags because I don't know if Travis Kelsey's going to play this game. If he does, he's going to be very limited, and I see what the Chiefs look like without Kelsey, so I'm going Jags. So I'm going to go Jaguars as well. King Ken said the Chiefs if Kelsey plays. Well, sorry, King nah, we don't. We don't get. Yeah, we don't we, get. We don't do nah, that. We don't get mulligans on this show. You got to pick. You got to pick <laughs> so, with your chest, man. You're going with the Chiefs. We've got you locked in for the Chiefs. Sorry, bud. All right, 49ers at Rams. Oh, 49ers. Did you just see what they did to the Steelers? <laughs> we, we all have the 49ers. Jets at Cowboys. Oh, God. <laughs> Out of all the games, why are you putting this one on hey, here? They're Zach both Wilson? 1-0. They're Zach both Wilson versus the Cowboys defense. They're both 1-0. They might call this game at halftime. Wow. For the Jets or the Cowboys? Yeah, for the Cowboys. All right. So, all three of us, myself, King Ken, JT, have the Cowboys. Dolphins at Patriots. All right. So JT goes Dolphins. Kendall and myself go Patriots. So we'll see. There's a chance there. We picked, all three of us picked three games. The two that are different. Kendall went with the Chiefs. JT went with the Dolphins in the other Bro, one. It sounds like, it like it's going to be a sweep for me. So just send my money. <laughs> Damn hey, we got to figure we got to figure out what the bet is. You know, maybe you guys can owe me uh, lunch or dinner or something. I'm not, I'm not taking um, no bet where I got to buy you food. I'd rather just pay you the cash. I know I'm going to end up paying more if we go eat. <laughs> hey, depends where you take me. You could take me to Golden Corral, $9.99, all I can eat. Uber Eats. Uber hey, Eats, you're going to get some wings from Uber, house. That's it. Uber Eats works. Hey, that's good stuff. Make sure the captain... Uh, the, the tr- Jack, the Captain Jack's treasure dessert is you can in go that buy that Eats, store man. now. You don't, you don't even need me to get that for you anymore. You can go buy it from the store now. They sell it by the pint. It'll go taste ahead, better it. knowing you bought it after I win and coming from no. Ale House. No, not buying. Uh, I'm not buying you food. So, can we finish the show? People got Please, things wrap to it do. Up. All right. So, to the fans and listeners out there, thank you. As always, for listening to us, and remember to please subscribe to us, JT and the Don All Sports Podcast. We can be found on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you find all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And JT, if you don't like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And remember to also please follow us on social media. Our handle, JT and the Dawn. We can be found on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. JT, great episode. Enjoy the weekend of football. And until the next episode. See ya. Peace.